Hello, and welcome aboard the Battleship Pretension. I am Tyler Smith. I'm David Bax. And thank you for listening. Uh, we've got a guest again. Yes, we do. This is going to be a fun little episode. We're going to do uh, uh, <laughs> Entertainment News with Josh Vadim. That's right. <laughs> That's what this episode yeah, is called. That's so what our, it is. Our guest is, is uh, com- comedian Josh Fadim. Josh Fadim. I can't say the uh, two right. syllables Take right. Take your time. <laughs> So, Josh, well, let's start. Uh, 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 tell us about yourself. Uh, let's see. Where are you from? I'm originally from Tulsa, Oklahoma. Okay. Um, and got Oklahoma, any other the, the, yeah. the, the, uh, the toll road state. That's how I yeah. think of it. Yeah, <laughs> the Turner of, Turnpike. It's a lot of tolls when yes. you drive through Oklahoma. Yeah, they got that. And uh, <laughs> there was a, it used to be a song uh, on the television when I was a kid for a commercial. They were like, Turnpike Ford, Turner, turn. Turner Turnpike Tulsa. <laughs> so if anyone's from Tulsa, they were and they were listening to this, they would remember that. They'd be like, "I remember that." We so don't have see. any listeners in Oklahoma. No, no, no let's, no. let's maybe uh, they maybe someone like maybe we will now migrated. Yeah. So I'm from St. Louis. Tyler used to live uh, in Nixon, Missouri. That's You're right. from Tulsa. This is the Interstate 44 podcast. <laughs> yeah. This is right now. I 44. All right. The world. <clears throat> Now you okay? So you're a comedian and a, and an actor, right? Yeah, yeah. You can say that. Yeah, that I think I did. That's I a, think I just did. That's a, yeah. You, that would be appropriate. You All could right. appropriately me appropriately describe me as that. I guess I could just we could just video stop store clerk you. as well. Video store clerk. Nothing wrong with that, right? This is a this is a table of video store clerks. At, yeah, at, but. It, Josh works at Los Angeles. We all have glasses premier. too. They can't see yeah. that, but we all have glasses. That's true. But Josh works at the premier video store in Los Angeles for for nerds, right? Yeah, I'd say right? so. Yeah, I'd say cinephile. you could say that too. Yeah, cinephile. Was, that's cinephile. I work at cinephile video. Santa Monica Boulevard and Sawtell. Sawtell. Right by the New Art. Right by the New Art. Yeah. yeah, I work. I worked at a Blockbuster. Oh yeah, they wouldn't <laughs> hire me there when I was in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Turn to turn pipe. You know what? <laughs> you know what? Good for you. Yeah. Well done. I tried, but they did hire me at Reesers Video, which was a grocery store video store. Oh, I love oh, those. Yeah. yeah. See, that's the thing is David worked at a video store like this, and I always desperately wanted to. Um, I did work at a place called Video Update, uh, which has since uh, gone way belly up um, in Nixon, Missouri, where that video was, not up to date. Absolutely not. <laughs> yeah. Um, but basically, um, it was a store that. Uh, you had no responsibilities whatsoever. I mean, you don't have to worry about selling anything. You barely have to worry about doing your job. I mean, like you should have been. We should have been able to tell just by the nature of how easy our job was. Like, oh, this company is about to go really bankrupt, and it and it, <laughs> man, it did. Like I remember, uh, basically when they went uh, belly up in the summer of two thousand one, uh, they they had like easily a hundred, you know, hundreds of stores in the Midwest. Mm-hmm. And when the time came, the whole company, hundreds of stores, sold for $11 million uh, <laughs> to uh, Hollywood Video. Wow. They just I'm sorry, took all movie, the movie gallery. Movie gallery. Movie gallery? Yeah. What, were some, what, were some, what are some uh, uh, video store, like independent video store chains that would eventually get bought out by Blockbuster or Hollywood Video that you can remember as a kid? Like, I remember oh, there was my. Movie Time, there was Critics' Choice. Oh, Movie Time. Okay. There was Sound Warehouse. There was, uh, oh, yeah. I mean, that Sound Warehouse is, is national, but, like, yeah. those were places we rented. I remember renting as a kid. And there was a place called... Uh, like, Movie Land. There was movie, like a place called Movies with two O's for no reason. Right, they had, like, like, a cow theme. <laughs> no, <laughs> there, cow there, with, there wasn't. A cow with 3D glasses, like, I love movies. <laughs> got my, instead of popcorn, I got my milk. <laughs> I don't know why a cow would eat milk. A, yeah, but. there's several flaws. Um, but, uh, but yeah, that, that, 
that company was actually so uh, bad that they got bought out by Video Update. Like oh, that's yeah. how awful they were. They weren't going to last. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, you, I wish I wish I worked at a, at a small video store. Like I always wanted to work at the video store in the in the grocery store because it's like nobody cares about me. Yeah. Nobody came to this store for videos. They maybe see me on the way out. And then they then they come in. I it seemed like a really nice easy job. The yeah, grocery video I agree. store was my it seems it was so my cozy. introduction to to being into movies because that's where yeah. that's the only place my mom would take me because it was the cheapest. Uh, and yes. also, whenever my mom had to drag me to the grocery store when I was young, I'd be like, I'm just going to go hang out in the video section. So yeah, grocery store video uh, video departments are they're, yeah they're to my heart. Yeah. Usually the do well the when I worked there, I had to it was like a research was was under the you know under the guise of it's this is quality. Right. So they were trying to be nice, but the ones that I have the childhood memories of are like the totally crappy, crusty ones with yeah. like, you know, this, the videos are so dirty and the dude behind the counter has got like long hair and yeah. a t-shirt. And like, <laughs> yeah. hey, what, he's watching on a small television and he's like, hell yeah, man, or whatever. <laughs> well, I, I remember when I lived in uh, Colorado at uh, at the Star Video, which of course has now become, uh, I believe, a taco place, but um, it uh, that one had Star like, Taco. Start, yeah, absolutely, yeah. Um, but uh, that one had screens, you know, all over the store, and they were supposed to play like preview tapes. They would be watching like Natural Born Killers. <laughs> like, I mean, yeah, just, I walk in at the tender age of probably, I guess it must have been ten or eleven at the time, and I just see horrible violence and just all kinds of sex and nudity, and it's just like, oh, interesting way to go, Star Video. <laughs> But uh, but that's where I first discovered the Maltese Falcon. Okay, okay so you're fr- you're from Tulsa. How did you uh, how did you get into doing to doing comedy? Uh, in in Los Angeles, you mean? Well, just in uh, general, in life. In life, uh, I guess. I guess if you want to dig deep into my psyche, you could say that uh, being a Jew in the Midwest, there's not a lot. So <laughs> you you know, there's not a lot of them, and so you you know, you're like, well, I guess I better be funny. I guess I come up with something funny or. Or something like that. Or I'm suffering so much because we're Jews and we suffer that um, the comedy just comes. I mean, how can we not laugh at this stuff? But uh, uh, but out here, I started doing stand-up when I was 23. And uh, I was doing, like, some improv stuff. And I took a lot of – I did a lot of classes, the Groundlings, and, you know, and that led to stand-up eventually. And then, like, back to sketch and back to improv. And then it just kind of came all around and it was like – Wherever there's comedy, give me, give me some. Uh, give now, me I mean, what I've seen you do lately on stage is sort of a blend of the three, sketch, improv, and, and stand-up. Right. And falling down. Right, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. A lot I guess of falling down involved. Yeah, there's a lot of that. Yeah, I was not that. that familiar with, with your work uh-huh. uh, before, before I found out that we, no uh, offense. That we got taken. you today. And so I, decided, I at least decided I'm going to at least go, not go in completely blind. And uh, so I, I watched... Uh, a compilation of of Pratt Falls. Oh yeah, online and yeah, uh, and uh, well done. You do you do the splits uh, quite frequently. Yeah, you know what? Good for you. Yeah, well done. Yeah, I can't do that. Yeah, it's uh, hats it's off to anybody. They're high in protein. If you do them, so <laughs> it's good for you. But uh, yeah, it's uh, now. Do, is there a is there a like a venue here in LA that uh, that you tend to frequent more often, or do you? Just I mean, go I, I kind of, I kind of. This year, I've been. Just kind of performing wherever you know, wherever there's stage time. Like last year, I, I I stayed pretty much at you know, say UCB or the Ramada, which I do a weekly variety show there. Mm-hmm. The Acid Reflux. Yeah, hour. Sundays at nine thirty. Yeah, it's Sundays a good at show. I've, I my Sundays are usually kind of busy, so I haven't been as often as I'd like. But when I do go, 
It's always a fun time. Yeah. It's a cool little, Thank you. Uh, chill little room in the in the basement there. It's a, yeah. It's a nice feel in there. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's like a, you know, it's kind of a, a toss up. Sometimes there's like nine people there. Sometimes there's like 55. And it's, uh, and I always, I'll host either as myself or as a character or, uh, you know, or some one time I even didn't even I just stayed hidden in a place where no one could tell where I was <laughs> with the microphone and so I never came out and and people were like looking for me throughout the show and I just I said it was a vapor <laughs> um, and uh, uh, and you know but I perform at UCB and Steve Allen Theater and I actually yeah. did a show Wednesday called Thirty Minutes of Falling Down with Josh Fadum and that's pretty much all I did in the show I wish I'd seen that I kind of uh, do too I got a couple bruises I could show you. <laughs> That's all right. See oh. them. The uh, the podcast audience can't see them. So. Oh yeah. <laughs> so there's really no you describe them. This one them looks us. a little like Africa. <laughs> this one looks a little like. All right. So what we're going to do today? This is a new. Uh, this is essentially this is the result of and you know nothing against you know, this isn't to disparage Josh here, but we had another guest planned and uh, couldn't make it. So uh, Josh was sort of a last minute fill in. So we decided our uh, our topic would be kind of slapdash too. So we yeah, have... that's kind of how I roll as well. Yeah. When you come to my show, I, it's I'd say sixty to seventy percent likely that it will be thrown together at the last second, as opposed <laughs> to like had thought put into it. In a good way. <laughs> so we each have in front of us uh, a copy of the uh, February twenty second two thousand eight issue of Entertainment Weekly mm-hmm. with Tyra mm-hmm. on the cover. Just Tyra. We, we all know who Tyra is. She doesn't need a last name. Oh yeah. It's issue number 979, and what we're going to do is we're just going to look through the issue and make some talk observations. About, yeah. If you're, I guess if you're listening at home, you can go get your own copy and thumb with us. Absolutely. Right? It's sure. like you're sitting here with yeah. us but talking you, about entertainment. Weekly. Yeah, but you don't have to think about the thoughts that you're thinking when you look at the pages. We're going to do it for you. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You can just shut off, really. Yeah. Just turn the page. And we'll, if you, maybe later on you can edit a boop. In there, like, signify when you're turning the page? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, okay. Um, what are we starting with? No, I'm, I'm a long-time Entertainment Weekly subscriber, and they've got a new section towards the beginning. Uh, and I don't want this to turn into a critique of Entertainment Weekly, uh, I have, but I have many. Uh, There's a new section called The Scene. Mm. Okay. And it's just, it's, uh, it's for shame, Entertainment Weekly, because yeah. it's just essentially like an Us Weekly or, or Star Magazine type of thing. Yeah, this is just, bullshit. Pictures of celebrities, including a really ridiculous picture of David Grohl. <laughs> yeah, David, you know going, Dave Grohl, the famous drummer from Nirvana. <laughs> I don't understand why doesn't he drum in the food? Can't, you can't you could drum and sing, right? Yeah, like he looks like someone Eagles. told a, a a bad joke and he's going. <laughs> <laughs> and if you're looking at that picture, you're going to laugh at that joke that I just told. But if you're not, you're going to say, well, "It just sounded like he just said he was." But going, it was a funny mm. enough noise that I think they could appreciate. Yeah, that. people, we're into yeah. noises tonight. Absolutely, there'll we're be like, more of those noises. Keep listening. We're like <laughs> we're like a morning zoo. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and look at Kanye here. He's going. Woo! And Rita Wilson's going. Ang, ang, ang. <laughs> Fergie no, over here is going. Those are the appropriate noises. Um, now, actually, here's the thing. Can we go back just a little bit? Uh, because I back from page eight. Yes, uh, okay. to the cover. Quite oh, frankly, okay. Um, and I know I probably could, I could probably read the article uh, that goes with the picture of Tyra, um, but I'm not gonna. I will just I'll ask you guys. You know, this isn't like me faking it and being like, "Why is she so famous?" Seriously, like, what is she doing right now? 
Like she is has she a, a talk show and she, she has a, uh, America's Next Top Model and she, oh, but yeah. it says here's the here's the thing on the cover it says okay. she's building an empire just don't call her Oprah Junior but that's exactly what she wants to be that's okay. ex- if you if you if you follow Tyra okay. the way I she's happen trying to, to do, do an Oprah type thing because at the moment I live with two girls so I see plenty of Tyra uh, she is yeah she is trying to make herself into Oprah okay her talk show is unwatchable she has all this just faux sympathy you know and she's trying to be very earnest and she's just trying to be Oprah okay this is going to sound kind of mean but do, the only thing that I've heard about her in the last several months because I'm really uh, you know I get Entertainment Weekly it. basically to read the reviews and even I don't know why I do that because I don't like their reviews but ever since Lisa Schwartzbaum said that her favorite uh, movie of 2005 was a history of violence and that matched with mine ever since then that's why I read the reviews but but like the only thing that I had heard about Tyra was it had something to do with like being overweight or something like that. I it, saw that clip she, too. Is she overweight? Because she doesn't look overweight in this. Picture. I guess there were some I, pictures. I saw, I saw the clip, uh, and I didn't. And I, I'm kind of with you. I didn't know what, about the Tyra show. I didn't know what the deal was. It was actually at the Tomorrow Show that okay. they played the clip of this as like a joke. Okay. Um, That's Saturdays at midnight. It's Saturdays at midnight. Theater. Steve Allen Theater, Sorry. hosted by Craig Anton, Ron Lynch, and Brendan Small. Anyway. <laughs> Uh, they played this clip, and I was like, what's that? And I didn't get it, so I went home and, you know, YouTubed it myself. And I guess she was photographed in on the beach with her in her uh, bathing suit, and she looked really bad, and she had her guts hanging out, and her ass was sagging. And, and they were like, ew, ew, tigers, ew. And so she went on TV, and she's like, it is wrong that people are talking about my body, and if you don't like it, kiss my fat ass! And she was got really mad, and she was defending the... You know the heavier women's rights and like the. Right. I, it breaks my heart to hear that girls are getting uh, made fun of for being fat and that sort of a thing. Yeah. So it was like that. On that. Didn't a, she used to be a supermodel? She's a supermodel. Yeah. Okay. And so a yeah, she's a supermodel. But it makes he, her seem more endearing. Sorry, go ahead. She's not fat, and it was just a bad picture. Everyone's had a bad yeah, picture that, taken yeah. of them. She's not. I almost exclusively had bad, bad, bad pictures <laughs> taken of me. But the idea that Tyra feels for the plight of overweight women all across the world is ridiculous. To <laughs> right. me. She's a fucking supermodel. But there are stupid people sitting at home watching, going, "Ooh, that's me. That's how I feel because I know I'm beautiful." And then they see her, and she's like, "I look like Tyra when I pose like that, but when I don't." <laughs> yeah. Meanwhile, she hosts the reality show where every size five girl is uh, a plus size model. <laughs> so. Okay, right. well, I just wanted to, to go back and talk about that because I really have been completely ignorant of any kind of empire that she has been building. Oh, my God, guys. Let's refer to her as Oprah Jr. for the rest of <laughs> yeah. this podcast. Okay. Damn straight. You can't she, tell me what to oh, do yeah, Entertainment yeah. Weekly. We're going to do it. We're going to do Entertainment Weekly. <laughs> All right, so what, what else is in the news? So, yeah, once again, we're reading the Entertainment Weekly with Oprah Jr. on the cover. <laughs> Uh, Roy, Scheider, Roy Scheider's dead. That's sad. Roy hey. Scheider's dead. Yeah. That's that is, sad. Okay, I know, but you just like breezed past it. Let's take a minute. <laughs> Roy Scheider was a great though. actor. I just saw him in preparation for our William Goldman podcast. I saw him in Marathon Man, and he almost walks away with it. And in a movie with Dustin Hoffman and Laurence Olivier, that's quite an achievement. Have you seen some... Let's talk about some of his lesser uh, known, I think, ones uh, that I think are pretty good. Um, have you seen The Last Embrace, directed by Jonathan Demme? No, I have no, not. I've never it's, seen that. it's awesome, and it's hard to find, and it's really weird, and it stars he and Janet Margolin. And um, and uh, I can't remember the plot exactly, but it's like, uh, he, you know, he, they're in, like, in love, and I just remember it's just really bizarre, and, 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 and like he's kind of paranoid the whole time, and he's like kind of, he's trying to protect her, I think. Um, 
I just remember it's really stylishly made and consistently entertaining, and, and there's always something like a Jonathan Demme pre-Silence right. of the Lambs type thing that pops up that's really quirky or weird, like, what is he thinking <laughs> in this part? I remember when I was very young, loving whenever Blue Thunder was on TV in the middle of the <laughs> afternoon on a Saturday, as silly as that movie is. I That's saw a, good one. a yeah. movie that nobody has heard of and I own on VHS. <laughs> it's one of those where it's like, if I, I haven't watched it in easily six or seven years, um, it's called Cohen and Tate. Oh, it's yeah. him and Adam Baldwin. Yeah. Not one of I, the Baldwins. I know that title. Guy. Yeah, different one. Cohen and Tate. The Moment of Truth. <laughs> Adam Baldwin, that one. So he... Yeah, uh, so in that, it's these two hitmen. It's basically like, uh, uh, I've completely forgotten the name of the story, but it's it's like a story where basically these two hitmen kidnap, you know, take this kid who's like a witness and they have to drive him across country, and the kid basically winds up, like sees the differences between the two guys and like plays these little games so that they, it kind of pits them against each other. And Roy Scheider plays like the older seasoned one, you know, and it's at times ridiculous it's a ridiculous movie yeah that said roy scheider consummate professional approaches the role with a lot of conviction like he really plays him as a guy who's like he's about to retire probably has had a few pangs of conscience all of a sudden and he's just and like it's really it's a weird movie i really need to watch it again so that i can so that i can tell if it's god awful or not because when i think of it i'm like you know what it's not bad at the very least his performance and adam baldwin i'm actually a, I'm does a pretty fan good. of adam baldwin mostly yeah. because I, i'm a firefly and serenity fan but, yeah uh, right yeah he's he, he's he he's a kind of a, he's not like a he doesn't have a lot of range yeah but he's he's good at a certain thing and he, he knows what's expected of him and he delivers yeah if you need a, a dumb tough guy yeah you get adam baldwin so anyway, so thank you for indulging me and in talking about Roy Scheider briefly. What was the name of that movie that you mentioned? The, the Jonathan Demme. Uh, Last Embrace. The Last Embrace. Okay. It might only be on, on VHS, I'm not sure. Yeah, Conan and Tate might be as well. Now that <laughs> right. I Conan and Tate also, this is one of my strongest memories of that film from when I was, when I was little and I saw it. Uh, Adam Baldwin tells the joke, what's the last thing to go through a fly's mind when it hits the windshield? It's it, ass. It, it, but he, he, he draws out, he's like, it's ass. <laughs> and what's weird is like, there's a little moment there where both Cohen and Tate laugh at that. Like yeah. Roy Scheider, who hates the man that just told the joke, yeah. laughs. Like, and they had this nice little moment. That's a good joke. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was the height of comedy when I was little. <laughs> oh, I heard a joke recently. This is off topic. Okay. But, uh, he talked about bad jokes. Here's okay. a bad pun joke. What character in literature killed the most chickens? This, hey. uh, uh, am I going to be mad at you yes. at the end of this? Yes. Okay. I it's, give up. It's Hamlet because he did murder most foul. That's a good one. That's a good one. I like that one. I'm going to kill you. He murdered most of them. That means there weren't that many chickens back in Hamlet time. <laughs> he maybe he was like, you think that means he liked them because he, he murdered them and ate them, or he just I hate chickens. I don't want to see chicken. Get yeah, I think. Them. Yeah, I think hey, if you for dinner, chicken. if you're murdering oh, something, you don't you don't intend to eat it afterwards. All right, so what, what page are we Oh, on? wait, real quick. One last Roy Scheider uh, okay. recommend. Uh, 52 Pickup, directed by oh, John Frankenheimer. Oh, right. Just came out on DVD maybe a few months ago. Yeah. And it's with, uh, it's kind of, Anne Margaret's in it, and um, and it's pretty pretty good action, um, pretty bizarre. It's kind of like about, like, snuff films, I think. Hmm. And um, and uh, Clarence Williams, number three, is amazing in it also. All right. Moving why on. I, why did I always assume that was based on the Elmore Leonard novel? It's not? I think it is. It is? Yeah, I okay. think it is, yeah. Okay. 
<laughs> okay, so um, what page are we on here? I'm just flipping through. You're flipping through. Picture. Let's be. Let's I'm gonna flip a flip a right in the middle over here. Well, too. okay. Audrey here McDonald. on page here on page we got Oscar fourteen. Ballet here. We got. Here All right, on, Tyler's found something on page fourteen. Page okay, fourteen. Readers, the listeners. Okay. Flip to page, page 14. Page 14. I flipped to page 71. We'll get there later. <laughs> okay. Um, so here's the thing. Uh, listeners know that I went to the uh, premiere of uh, Fool's Gold. Mm. And uh, and I saw, you know, it's with Matthew You saw McConaughey. gorgeous abs. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, my gosh. I didn't even mean That's to do that. I know. And it was completely accidental. But, uh, but now, you know, it's got some... Uh, a chart of his performances and how much time he spends with his shirt off and, you know, how much money the movie makes, which I think is actually kind of an amusing thing. But I did, I did see in here, there's a picture of him in Reign of Fire. Now, David, you own Reign of Fire, and I, I like Reign of Fire. <laughs> and would you, and here's Josh, what fascinates me. I saw it in the theater. I'm, a, I'm, I'm trying to keep my mess from getting... No, don't mind me. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> Rain of Fire, I saw it. Good Dragons. Yeah. Um, I fell asleep I, in the theater, but I still I liked it. I dig that movie, I have to say. Is, as silly as it is, it is, without a doubt, my favorite Matthew McConaughey performance. Oh, <laughs> wow. yeah. I agree. He's like, he's like, isn't there one scene where he's just he's having a paranoid monologue? He's like, or something like that. Yeah, that's pretty much what he does the whole movie. The whole movie. He chews on a cigar stub. You mean yeah. the scenery? And he, he chews, chews on the scenery. scenery. Yeah. yeah. Well, and here's I, took I your guess joke. here's, here's Sorry my about that. Uh, <laughs> the scenery. Choose. You're gonna say choose. You're gonna say scenery. Well, Sorry, it's an old joke that David has been making for years. Why does the landscape look so oh, haggard? Dirty, yeah, it's not the dragons. It's because that's how voraciously Matthew McConaughey was chewing the scenery. That's <laughs> um, what has happened to that world. But here's my issue: is that the production movie. designer was going crazy because he kept chewing the scenery. <laughs> <laughs> Just keep making the joke over and over again. You know what? We got We're a punching half hour it up. Left. You see, um, no one was touching craft services because the scenery was being chewed. <laughs> but I guess here is my question regarding Reign of Fire. Like this thing is th- this chart is all a function of like you know his you know sexy Matthew McConaughey. Is there? There's nothing sexy about that crazy ass performance. Like I think they should have left that out. He is shirtless in the movie, but I feel right. like they should have left that out because he does have a huge beard and gets eaten by a dragon. Spoilers. I think there are. I think there are plenty of women who would who would find that sexy. If you knew that he got <laughs> eaten by a dragon before seeing that movie, you'd still see it. Yeah. Well, if you're yeah, going to see Rain I of Fire. You're more, going to see more. Yeah. To see it. Exactly. <laughs> I guess I like the idea that there's women out there that watch Jaws and they look at Robert Shaw. They're like, I like him. But he's not sexy enough. It's like, well, we got Rain of Fire here for you. But there, you know, people have weird tastes. I think there are women out there who think Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer is, is a sexy movie. Well, David, there's some men out there who think it's pretty <laughs> sexy too. So I'm sitting to the right of one of them. <laughs> All right. So what? Uh, so what else are you guys seeing here? Uh, I don't know. Ludicrous. Oh yeah! Oh, Stamos. I thought we were talking about. Oh, uh, I flipped to seventy one. Okay, seventy one. And uh, I see, you know, we're getting a re- reunion of uh, Samuel L. and Hayden Christensen. Finally, um, can I talk real quick? I've had a, I've had this conversation before, so this isn't fresh off the cuff. But it's fine. How bad Samuel L.'s death scene is, and uh, and I'm not a. I'm not a big hater of the last three Star Wars movies as much as many people. I, I okay. I, 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 but I don't. I don't think they're amazing. But I, I think they've got fun to watch things about him but his I death scene is liked so i kind of liked that one yeah me too but his death scene is so bad in that do you remember it very well you see they're fighting and he gets thrown out a window, out a window but i remember before he promoted that movie he one he spoiled he's like i'm dying in the movie <laughs> just so everybody knows and it was like what why did you tell me that and and two 
Uh, he said it multiple times. Oh, I'm dying. And and when I die, it's go- I'm going out because I'm not letting George let- have me go out by like a sucker. And like, <laughs> and and when he goes out, he goes out like a sucker. It is so crappy. It's he like he half. At, it's like. He he's on the telephone the whole time. He's like uh, he gets hit by lightning and then he flies out the window and he's like. But before he flies out the window, he's like, "Ouch, owie, ow, oh no, ow!" And then he flies and you hear kind of a ah, you know. And so I don't know if I guess maybe someone re- someone remembers that and someone can get on my soapbox with me and agree that. But the movie in question here is Jumper, which looks god awful to me. Which is really? a shame because I, I, I like Jamie Bell. And I like oh, I, I do too. And I like Doug Lyman actually. Doug I Lyman's hidden hidden miss for me. He did uh, Born Identity, which I thought was very good. Yeah. He did Mr. and Mrs. Smith, which okay, I like it, but it might be a function of sentimentality because I saw it on my uh, honeymoon. Because of course, you know, my last name is Smith, and so, Mr. Yeah, and Mrs. Mr. Smith, Mr. Smith. We Smith had to see it. It, it nice. came out That's like cute. the week before my wedding. I had to see it. So it he might, also made Go, which I hate. You don't like Go. I enjoy Go. I don't. I uh, I take it or leave it. Take it or leave it. Take it. Damn it! Come on, damn it! You know, there's positive things about Go, but I, you know, it's like, some. I don't like. I think some of the times, like the the glorification of the drugs. I don't like the stuff that's like, drugs are cool. Oh man, that bro is so fucked up. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, but anytime, any attempt to which is why Pineapple Express. If you watch the trailer, there's some some of it just doesn't look exciting to me. Doesn't look exciting to me. I like David Gordon Green a lot. Oh yeah, and I think uh, those Judd Apatow guys are pretty funny too. Pretty, they're pretty funny. No, they're funny guys. Give yeah. me a break. Uh, but uh, but I just I don't like the I'm so high that's so toke toke weed. This weed is bombastic <laughs> type humor. It's just not funny. I just anymore. hate any attempt uh, when a, essentially a big studio tries to make a film that really has its finger on some like really. Uh, cutting edge subculture in the youth because they're usually way off. Yeah, and is that what I, Jumper's trying to do? No, I'm talking about Go. Oh, like, right. ah. At the time that Go came out, I was, I mean, I was... 1999, yep. I believe. Was it? 99. I, yeah, Which I was, was a good year for movies. Okay, I, was, cool. uh, I, I can I was say doing, that it's the best year. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I best was, year in I the was, past um, 20. I was doing Maybe. drugs at that time. Yeah, uh, yes. I was part of that. That's I was right. going to raves. Fuck I was yeah. sort of part of that, that scene that <laughs> they're trying to yeah. depict. And it just comes off so square. Hell yeah, let's go. Oh, go. Oh, no. That's square. Is that what you said? Yeah. <laughs> That's what I thought. Yeah. But then Groove came out in 2000. And you like that. You own that. I never even heard of that. That's a movie that's pretty much by ravers for ravers. I auditioned for a movie once that was... I wish I could remember the name so I could bag on it and talk about how shitty... It, I, didn't, it, I don't know if it got made or not. I mean, I, I know it did get made, but... I didn't get the part. I started to say, I don't know if I got the part or not. <laughs> no, I didn't get the part. But uh, I remember I had a really bad audition because I didn't prepare. And then, and then they were like, they said you uh, you act like you never read the script before. And I and I was like, <laughs> so that kind of shows a kind of uh, at the time I was going through some stuff. No, I, I just I remember. And then I ran into whoever cast it. Maybe it's better that I didn't say it for for industry reasons. I ran into whoever cast it, and I was like. I auditioned for something. I think you might have worked on it, but I thought the script was so crappy. And then she, we figured out what the name was. She's like, what? That movie's amazing. And this and that. And then I felt really uncomfortable. because, <laughs> Damn it. What is this movie? Uh, I could about? probably do some IMDb digging. Okay. All right. Anyway, it's, it's, it was like a go ripoff. And it was okay. about like, you know, people trying to fuck each other in the club and people like, you know, on drugs and like the girl of my dreams and the most awesome ecstasy. And Now, which part would you have played? 
Uh, part of dickhead number two. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. So, um, should we just jump into the uh, the Oscar predictions? Sure. Oh, yeah. Oh, jumper. Speaking of jumper, let's jumper into. Yeah. Or should Sorry. we talk about the <laughs> bad uh, transition? Ooh, there's oh, a, what's a creature? The style creature? page has Project Runway on it. Smoking uh, here. Let's just. I'm a big let's fan. Just, let's just let's talk. There's Dolly Parton. Turn the pace. Some hot babe. Janet Jackson proves. Uh, oh, that's not Janet Jackson. There's a uh, uh, what's his name? Rain Wilson. Fartle Myrtle. Uh, there's a, oh who do like Juno? I didn't see it because I thought the trailer looked so bad. I didn't, I didn't care for it. Uh, I didn't, Myrtle. I didn't, didn't want to see it because I because of that that scene looked so. I was like ooh. Uh-uh, the, there's a whole bunch acting? of pictures of Oprah Junior in here. Oprah Junior, yeah. Oh, I'll <laughs> tell you. Junior. I'll tell you about Juno off mic. Okay, Diary of the Dead. Anybody see it? This picture <laughs> was kind of didn't uh, see it. I it played. See it. I do want to see it. Yes. Um, and uh, Cloverfield, you liked it or didn't like it? Real quick, we're doing a quick recap. Didn't see it. Well, I went and saw it. I've mentioned on the podcast, so I won't go. To in, in to detail, right. but I, I saw it, was it Thursday, like the night it opened at midnight at the Chinese theater, and it was a lot of fun seeing in that atmosphere. But if I had seen it when I usually see movies, like you know Tuesday at three thirty or whatever, I would not have liked it at all. Right, right, right. Uh, uh, oh, so swept up in the hype. Assassination yeah. Jesse James with the coward Robert Ford. Just saw I, it. I underrated. Loved it. I thought it was I didn't so it. like underrated. Yeah, I loved it. That was when when the trailers first came out. I really wanted to see it, and then the reviews started coming in and. Uh, kind of turned me off. It, it well, it's really good, thing. and the, it's a, it looks reviews, amazing, and all the acting is awesome. The reviews that were like negative about it uh, were wrong. So <laughs> okay. I guess we'll just leave <laughs> right. it at that. Yeah, that's a good way. Just uh, like oh, oh, oh real quick. <laughs> also, speaking of underrated, that I watched uh, the other day, which I was because I I saw the box at the, my store. And I was like, oh, I should watch that. I never saw it in the theater. It was The Hunted with Tommy Lee Jones' Beast? That's a good movie. No one talks about the movie. The movie fucking kicks ass, and yeah. it's, it's good. It's one of like Friedkin's best. Speaking of Roy Scheider, who directed uh, uh, William, William the French Connection. Okay, go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> so anyway, uh, yeah, it's it's really it is surprisingly good because it really is just a chase. It's a uh, well, of course, it's Friedkin, so he's good at that kind yeah. of thing. But it's a it's a, a movie long chase with a couple of scenes of like, hey, feel like giving a little bit of exposition? Not really. And then they go back into the movie, and I liked it that like. There was no clear good guy or bad guy. I mean, it was just one guy chasing another. It was really... It was simple, but the fighting is awesome, and yeah. it's very it's very specific. It's clear they did their research, and yeah. and they got, you know, and, and, like, it's it's like, it's all, like, fighting with, like, knives and hand chopping, and yeah. and and it it's all looks good and, like, well-researched, and the action's good, and the violence's good. The cinematography is really nice, but not yeah. too, like, yeah. aware I kinda, of I, I wrote it off when it came out, but other people have told me what you guys are saying, and it, it is currently in my Netflix queue. Yeah, so. I wrote it off as well. I was like, I don't want to see that shit. Yeah, it was one of those things where it's like, I you know, I like both these actors, and even though they both do a good job, it does not matter who those actors are. <laughs> I mean, it's there's no... There's no scenes. There's no like you know three burials of Melchiades Estrada scenes for Tommy Lee I Jones. I didn't see that yet. Oh, it's a good one. It's a, I can see how it can get overlooked because Tommy Lee is just like it's another it's another movie. Tommy Lee Jones is after someone on the run. Yeah, and he's like a, a seasoned cop of some or law yeah, enforcement or some official. sort of a veteran. Yeah. But it wound up being people yeah, running away. We're gonna get him. You Speaking know what I rented to take home? Park is mine. Have you guys heard of that one? It's a vigilante movie from I think it might even be a TV movie where he plays oh, a veteran yeah. and. Uh, and he hijacks uh, Central Park in nineteen. It's from, from nineteen eighty five. Anyway, yeah, I get confused because there's a there's like a pulp. You know the band Pulp. Uh-huh. They have like a concert documentary that's called "The Park Is Mine." Oh, really? I wonder they if played it in a park. It's I wonder like if it's a, homage to that. Yeah, I think it, it is supposed to be. Park is mine. So speaking of uh, Tommy Lee Jones, um, 
we got Oscar predictions here in this yeah. in this Oscar issue. Oscar predictions. Uh, he's nominated for best actor, according to the Minds Over Entertainment Weekly. Who honestly, I shouldn't write write him off because they generally tend to do a pretty good job with their yeah. Oscar predictions. Really, he's got a fifteen percent chance of winning. Totally, uh, I'd for, say yeah. that's for, uh, for Elah Val- in the yeah. Valley of Elah, which he is never amazing. Saw. He's amazing in. Of really? course. if you, I mean, if you like him, it's a quintessential Tommy Lee Jones performance. I do like him. Um, yeah. Going in, you will expect it to be like uh, No Country for Old Men, where he kind of just has a certain degree of emotion and he doesn't go beyond that. In uh, in the Valley of Elah, he really uh, shows. It's mostly that kind of very subtle uh, kind of thing, but he does have moments of true emotion. He is very funny in it. Uh, and it's really just a, uh, it's a good movie in general, but his performance is, is great. I mean, if, Tom, if, if Daniel Day-Lewis wasn't nominated, I mean, he probably, I'll say this, he probably still wouldn't have a chance of winning, but if Daniel Day-Lewis wasn't nominated, I would say that my pick would be Tommy Lee Jones. I thought he was amazing. What page are you guys on? We're on page... Uh, I'm on 44, 44. Right now. Oh, okay. Kinda... Now, on page 43, it talks about picture. Okay. Again, so. speaking of Tommy Lee Jones, No Country for Old Men, I think it's going to win. Absolutely. Well, yeah. You I think mean, it's going to win? It's not. I I think there will be blood. There will be blood is better. I I, I, I also fast. I thought was the you know enjoyed that one the most. Yeah. Picture. But uh, you know I I'd say one of those two. I think No Country is going to win. But I'm always Tyler. You're really the better at the Oscar predictions. Uh, than yes. I am. How about what you what in your fantasy would would be the winners? Like what oh. would you like that should win? That, Honestly, my, my favorite picture of the year is There Will Be Blood. So yeah, yeah. me too. See, and that's the thing is my favorite movie of the year. I'm not sure I would give it best picture because I don't think it was the best made, which is Ratatouille. But uh, I would say probably the ah that's that's rough because I think the best made was No Country, but. I I really respect There Will Be Blood because it was just such a ballsy movie in every way. Okay, so, so we talked about picture and actor. I want to talk about actors for a second because okay. Entertainment Weekly predicts that Julie Christie will win from away from, for Away From Her, yeah. which is the only one of the five nom- nominated performances that I saw. And You only did, saw Julie Christie? I only saw Away From you Her. You didn't yeah. see uh, The Savages? Not yet. I no. saw The Savages in Juno. I saw The Savages, and um, I thought Laura Lennon was really good, but... Yeah, I I like Tamara Jenkins. I liked. Uh, Laura Lennon was actually the only one I saw. But um, away from her. So you guys did both didn't see away from her. No, or? you you I lent me your her. you lent me your screener, but uh, yeah, I still um, haven't watched it. It's I thought it was overrated. I did not. I thought it was really. Uh, but was she good in it? This yeah, picture she's of her mask. Her the, the face looked is, very well. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the problem is it. A lot of people were saying the opposite of this, but to me, it does feel like a first-time director, which is what it mm. is. You know, it's a young director making her first film, and it, it just feels a like a young it's, actress. Right, a young right. actress making her first film as a director, right. uh, and it just it, who she, started the movie? Go by the way, explaining Sorry, too much. Yeah, full circle. <laughs> and she was in Adventures of Baron Munchausen. Now, which we weren't talking about. That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Now the movie and away from her is also nominated for screenplay. Do you think it deserves that nomination? No, no. Pass. Oh. Away from her. I'm more like away from me. <laughs> more like well, away from it. Eastern promises. More like Eastern promise uh, not to bother me. Uh, <laughs> in the Valley of Elah. Uh, how about in the Valley of uh, Yeehaw? I'm a cowboy riding my horse away from this. Uh, <laughs> There will be blood. Uh, there will be blood in my stool. Uh, uh, you know why I'm saying that. <laughs> yes, you, you know the sav- Okay, moving on. Okay, supporting actor. Then uh, let's see. Well, okay. Uh, 
I've always said that like year in year out, supporting actor is probably the strongest category where literally every nominated performance deserves to be there. Like you know, you look at picture and there's always one or two where you're like, really? See, I disagree. But, I think of the major categories, I think supporting actors is usually okay at, at the most cutthroat, and I think the reason is because as has been said, you know ad nauseum by everyone there's not a lot of good leading roles for women yeah but there are pretty good we were but now uh i'm sort of going back to it oh right um there are good supporting roles that's yeah uh, sadly that's kind of where women shine because they're out of the 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 role is out of the spotlight enough that they don't have to like conform to this is what a female performance is well and they're allowed you know and they're allowed to be not attractive i mean i look at this picture of away from her even julie christie looks pretty attractive you know like <laughs> yeah and uh whereas yeah that's it's like where it's like this is for the character actresses yeah, yeah. i mean so actor supporting a- or supporting actor i should say okay supporting actor well i definitely think I, javier bardem's gonna win i think he'll probably win I'm, i i think it's good that casey affleck got some recognition and that movie got some recognition um and hal holbrook i'm really glad that he got recognition because i didn't think that movie was um, good into the wild, but he was amazing in it. I would like, agree. I didn't he, think it was that great. He 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 to me was like heartbreaking. He was in that. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. he and he did it with such little screen time that I mean it's it's amazing. And he, I mean to me like he just played an old man. Yeah, but he just he played it so well. I don't Much know like when he was saying. on The Sopranos. Do you remember that? Oh yeah, uh, he was. He's he was, like a like a physicist or an astronomer. Or he's yeah, you know, he was something a, like, like that. Had a in the hospital with. Uh, Tony, when he got shot by Uncle June. And, you know, when you think of, like, the way... Hey, I haven't car- seen The Sopranos yet! Oh, my <laughs> God. That's your fault. <laughs> um, so, the... <laughs> you haven't seen the entire series. I like that. Yeah. Don't ruin a single thing yeah. from this series. Yeah, um, I'm going to remember that when I start it from episode one. I understand that Journey enters into it somewhere, but don't ruin it for me. Yeah. Um, I have actually seen the last uh, 20 minutes of the series. Okay, but go on. Um... But like, are you like, you, are you like Billy Crystal and when Harry met Sally? Like, you read the last chapter exactly. of the book first. It's like I can't start <laughs> oh, on no. this. I am not. I can't start on this series until I know where I'm headed. <laughs> it's like, and you know what? Until I got to tell you, I didn't get it. <laughs> I um, I don't get what the big deal is. A diner, whatever. Okay, I don't think I'm going to start. <laughs> Alice Waringen watching blood off the floor. I don't get it. Um, <laughs> But uh, oh, but here's what I, got, what I was going to say. If you look at just like the script of uh, Into the Wild, like I mean, Hal Holbrook's character could have seemed pretty cheesy. Like he comes out and says, "Like, hey, I could be your grandfather." The wrong actor could make that just kind of. It's like, oh, that's convenient. What a weird, what a silly thing to say. But he, as you said, just makes it absolutely heartbreaking. Like, yeah. As opposed to just like, hey, you're young and I'm old and we like each other. Instead of that, it's just like, hey, I'm horrifically lonely and you need human interaction. Right. Let's do this, please, before I kill myself. Um, it's it's an amazing performance. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that his performance, if anything, almost like illustrated the, the problems with the movie, which were that I think it made the, um, the main character uh, out to be kind of like a hero of some sort. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, yeah. and in fact, he, he's like a sociopath. Like, he's going and he's breaking all these people's hearts. And, and like, like this guy, why, uh, like, why is... And they, I don't think it called enough attention to that, that he was, like, breaking all these people's hearts. And Yeah, I think it walked the line. I don't think it, it, I don't think it glorified him too much. Uh, yeah. But it didn't vilify him too much either. And I think that's, uh, I think that's almost one of the strengths of the, of the film. But it also, it, it's subjective. If, yeah, if right. you watch the movie and you see him as a dick, then you're going to want to see him portrayed as a dick. Yeah. 
Maybe. I mean, I thought Emil Hirsch. Maybe I just need to be have it spoon fed to me. Yeah, <laughs> that's what someone who is listening to it who would, who loves the movie is like. Oh, that dickhead! He was. You need everything spoon fed. <laughs> that's like the backup response to every like bad review. <laughs> what do you need it spoon fed? Um, <laughs> but of the supporting, I thought there would be little boy. Well, are you on a spoon fed? That's why. <laughs> of, of the nominations for supporting actor, I wish Philip Seymour Hoffman would get it for Charlie Wilson's War. Because oh, you watched really? that the other day, didn't I you? I finally saw Charlie Wilson's War. Isn't he amazing? I fucking loved it. Did you? Yeah. I, 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 I felt like it was a good movie with the balls taken out of it. That's, you think so? Yeah, that's the way I felt about it. I thought it was very good. I thought he was by it's, far the best part of it. It's like everything that Aaron Sorkin writes. I'm a big Aaron Sorkin fan, but it like doesn't, doesn't take place in reality. There's a lot of straw men that are built up to so yeah. their characters can make their points very easily. Uh and but the the difference is the difference between you know a, sort of a bad episode of Sports Night. I, you know, I like Sports Night, but you get high caliber actors like Philip Seymour Hoffman, and they can really sell. Right. You know that Philip Seymour Hoffman's f- first scene in that movie is fucking awesome. Well, and, and I, I mean, will watch it over and over again when the DVD comes out. And the crazy, I, I like that. And the like crazy farcical too. element where Philip Seymour Hoffman is in the office, and then he has to leave, and then like. Uh, Charlie Wilson's little secretaries come in and it keeps going back and forth like that. That could have seemed very Sorkinian. I am not an Aaron Sorkin fan. Um, and it's just like that scene, just like the way he and uh, Tom Hanks and Philip Seymour Hoffman are relating to each other, like that could have just, to me, as someone who doesn't like Aaron Sorkin, I could have just been like, ugh, whatever. Yeah. Um, but both of them sell it to the point that I, you know, it doesn't feel like an Aaron Sorkin. A, a, typical Aaron Sorkin scene. It doesn't it's it's played well and and you know Mike Nichols deserves some of the credit too. Oh, it yeah. doesn't feel like a play. And that's if there's any complaint about Aaron Sorkin that I will back it's that he's never fully figured out how to step away from the stage when, right, when right. writing for the screen. What else did what are some other movies Aaron Sorkin wrote? The uh, American, American President, President, President which I love. A Few Good Men, a Few Good Men, a few good which men. Is based on his play. Um, he wrote or co-wrote um, I want to say Malice or something. It's I like, don't remember. It's not I one saw of the that major movie. Credits. I saw that movie and it's uh, it's not terrible. It's just yeah. it's just not great. But that was another one that was like the trailer makes it look really awesome. Yeah, I don't you, remember do you remember the, Do you remember the trailer? It's like a they have the cool music and the voiceover guy, and then it's like there's that part with Alec Baldwin like. You ask me if I have a God complex. I am God. God. I am God. Yeah, yeah. it's great. <laughs> a good trailer. Um, anyway. But yeah, Philip Seymour Hoffman, that's the thing, is like every single actor nominated, because I've seen all of them in Supporting Actor, uh, all of them are amazing. See, Um, I used to, when I worked at a video store and when I, you know, didn't have, you know, a girlfriend, (laughs) essentially, (laughs) I I, I would see every movie, but I've only seen, uh, I've seen three of the Supporting Actor. Well, I have a wife and, you know, I've I've got my priorities straight. I get it, you guys aren't single. You don't have a freaking job. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. You know what my job? It's keeping her happy. What do you think of that? And clearly, since I've seen all the movies, I'm not doing it. Um, but I right. spent last year, I, uh, I made a point to watch from April to December 31st, 357 movies. I, I wrote them all down. Oh, my gosh. Wow. That's... So. So I, that's that's awesome. a feat. Speaking of, <laughs> and, and and I haven't been in that kind of movie watching zone since after high school. I I got out of high school and watched 400 movies in the year 2000. Wow. Um, so I got oh, wow. a, I got a problem sometimes. No, no, that's that's, that's, a, that's not awesome. a pro- that's a good problem. That's a good one. Yeah, it's a good problem. Yeah, it's movie lovers. We love that. It's a good one. What, was that okay. was that David? Because that's spot on. Which one's David? The- <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's that's totally how he talks. <laughs> Off podcast, he's just like, yeah, yeah. Okay, so fucking directors, supporting actors. Su- supporting actors. The Coen brothers are going to win. Oh, for supporting. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> uh, it's, uh, their prediction is very strange here. They went with Tilda Swinton, and that is not at all who I would have thought. Yeah, that's weird. I didn't see Michael Clayton. I have nothing to say about that. She She's great in it. Don't get me wrong, but it's like... I thought Amy Ryan was really good in Gone Baby Gone. She's amazing. Yes, she was. And, uh, Speaking of Tilda Swinton... I didn't see Michael Clayton, but I did see Constantine a few years ago, <laughs> which I totally dig. Did you see that movie, Constantine yeah, with I Keanu saw Reeves? It. Yeah, I cool think I fucking fell asleep movie. At some part, part. And uh, yeah, which Swinton, I liked. I am Legend. I thought I am Legend I, so was really I. awesome. It was actually in my uh, my you, top. 10. You should listen back to our previous episode. That's his number. Someone his didn't do their movie. research on you guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I watched three your first, as your um, uh, previous podcast says. I agree with you. Uh, I am Legend. <laughs> Why do you become Edward Norton in the score? <laughs> Is that him? <laughs> yeah. Or, well... In the one scene, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> but I did see... Okay. I saw I saw American Gangster, and, you know, I love Ruby D. She's great, but yeah. come on. You it's good that me. she got nominated. Yeah, but, but for that... I don't What think else that. was she going to... They were like, we got to give Ruby a nomination for something. Yeah. But that's, it's it's always a bummer because, like, you know, David and I – did you see the, the fifth Harry Potter? Do you watch the Harry Potter movies? Mm-hmm. Okay. We thought – Couldn't all distinguish this- a single one of them, though. They always oh, – okay. I enjoy them when I watch them and then they're gone once I – about two okay. or three weeks later. The, uh, the evil – like, the evil but really nice teacher who wears pink and is, like, older and stuff, that's Imelda Staunton and she was in the fifth one, which came out this past year. She was amazing. She was absolutely amazing. You think she she should have been nominated for that? I think she should have been. But of course, because of the nature of the kind of movie it is, why would we ever nominate an actor? Um, And it's a shame because Ruby D is is quite good in the movie. But it's like, you know, and and she's got a nice body. Nice body. Ruby D is great. She's got a good. She has a strong body of work, (laughs) and it's like. So I understand you need to, but it's not like Hal Holbrook. Who who deserves a nomination and just happens to have, you know, an amazing body of work? It's like it's mostly for that, and it's almost like they're like, well, there's not a lot of strong supporting actress nom. It's like Imelda Staunton. Just look elsewhere, you know. Have some balls and look in a genre. Steve Zahn in Rescue Dawn was totally under the radar. He fucking rules in that movie. That's I still haven't seen it. When Riding in Cars with Boys first came out, uh, that Drew Drew Barrymore. And Steve Zahn, I remember it. It a was lot like of his people. First dramatic role, and, when it, and it, came, it didn't come out near the nominations or anything. It was like early in the year, it was like March or something. And a lot of like people were saying possible nomination for Steve Zahn. Yeah, really? But, yeah, that felt the, the movie sucked ass, but he was good. <laughs> I think he's, I think he's great. Steve yeah, Zahn. yeah. You're gonna see Strange Wilderness. <laughs> I saw the trailer for that, and 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 I, and I don't and and I and I laughed out loud at one part. Yeah, was part, it the shark thing? No, that made, it, me, it, that made me laugh. And it I'm, was the part. So stupid it looks like it. a dumb comedy, but it doesn't look like t- awful as far as dumb comedies go. It looks like, yeah. it looks like the parts where they comment on the, na- the nature footage actually seem seem pretty funny. What made me laugh was the part with uh, Jonah Hill where uh, where he's like, "Are you wearing panties?" And he's like, "Oh yeah." Our fate, or something like that. I thought that was funny. <laughs> it's odd because it's, it's a, such a strange reaction. <laughs> yeah, it was. Like, that's like, what, I was what is he saying? <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's exactly what I. Yeah, you, you, you worded it perfectly. I, the part, that part, the part, I saw, the part was really funny. The part I saw was footage of bears, and it was Steve Zahn was saying, uh, you know, bear, uh, people think bears are dangerous, but did you know that last year bears killed fewer people than died in World War One and Two combined? <laughs> <laughs> 
Okay, that's kind of that's funny. Solid. It's you know what? Wilderness. It appears yeah. that we all want to see Strange Wilderness because I laugh at the. Sh- we all laughed at three different things in the trailer. Yeah, so, so I think they must be marketing it wrong. It's got <laughs> exactly. an audience there somewhere, exactly. guys. If we, if, if the three of us were one person, this would be our favorite movie ever. Yeah. Oh my god, Strange Wilderness. <laughs> Oh man! The films of uh, we haven't talked about. We haven't really talked about. I'm not there here on the podcast at all. That's I true. I didn't see which it, which I haven't seen. So. I'm not there. Well, uh, I won't be there. Thank you. Yeah, you know what? You're right. It's pretty dumb. It's, really? It. Here's the thing. Todd Haynes is a really good filmmaker, and there's a lot of really good filmmaking in the film. Sands but it's poison. in service of. Uh, it, the film is essentially just a uh, snotty, esoteric wank, you know. And I don't. Honestly, you know, I have nothing against Bob Dylan, but I don't care enough about him to watch two and a half hours of him being a dick to people and not getting any <laughs> clue as to... The movie doesn't do anything to suggest to you why Bob Dylan was great. You know, what was... Any, there's nothing good about him in the movie that just assumes that you already feel a certain way about Bob Dylan and then you get to watch him being a, a misogynist prick for two and a half hours. It's kind of the same idea behind, you know... Passion of the Christ, not to imply that Jesus is a dick to people in the movie, but like you have to feel a certain way about it. You have to feel a certain way, and it it is it's basing everything about itself on the fact that you already are intimately aware of this of of this person, you know. And if you're not, like, what if somebody's like, I've heard a little Bob Dylan. This looks interesting. Then they watch it, like, I hate Bob Dylan now. What do you think of Passion of the Christ, Josh? Oh my gosh! Hey, uh, yeah, you're it. you're Jewish. I'm a Jewish. Oh my gosh, this <laughs> is very Jewish. exciting. He's it. a Jewish. I didn't see. It. I went in uh, with uh, uh, Zaljanon, um, who's, went, who's also been on the show. Oh really? Show. Yeah. Right. We went and I think we saw the last like maybe twenty of it, and I fell asleep. And then he was like, "That was terrible." You tend to fall asleep in the movies a lot. I there was, I like went it. through a period where I was I couldn't stay awake. I got sleeping problems. So okay, okay. so leave me alone. <laughs> so you can't wait. So. But uh, but I usually uh, I usually don't fall asleep if it's good. I lately. I cannot. And I don't count them. I didn't count them on my list if I fell asleep. No, uh, good, good for you. Just so you know, I uh, I cannot physically fall asleep during a movie. I, I, like when we were in film school, we were in a sci-fi class where a solid what eighty-five percent of the movies they showed were movies that I had seen many times already. And so it's like, oh, you know, it's Alien. I love Alien. But you know what? I'm kind of sleepy. This is a dark room, and there's a comfy chair. I'm gonna tr- I'm gonna try and catch a nap. And I, I literally couldn't. In film school, I can't get up at 8.30 in the morning and then go sit in a dark room and watch a movie. You fell asleep a lot. But here's what I would do, because our, our classes were three hours long. First hour and a half would be lecture. Yeah. Second hour and a half would be the movie. Yeah. And if I wanted to see the movie, I would make sure to sleep during the lecture. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's... Uh, well, and we have a, uh, a, a story... We're going to take a tangent here to tell a story. Uh, enjoy, enjoy your uh, trail mix. Exactly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, there is a, a movie out there called the Verkmeister Harmonies. Oh, Have you seen movie. it? No. It's a okay. Hungarian. It's film. amazing, and I think oh, you sorry, would like Hungarian. it. Hungarian. I, 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 wait. Before you tell the story, can I also say that I loved uh, uh, four weeks. What's it called? Four months, three weeks, and, and two days. Did you yeah, guys see that? I haven't seen it. Yet. I haven't it, seen it was it. amazing, and it didn't get nominated. Uh, and uh, I saw it. In, that's all. Yeah, we just someone. You guys should go see it. Romanian new wave because that's like with uh, with the death of Mr. Lazarescu. I don't right, like. Then, I didn't like that. Which I, I didn't that. see. I but saw then Twelve oh eight East of Bucharest, which I loved. I didn't see that. That's fucking great. It's really La- Lazarescu. I-, I thought was a little on the nose and obvious and just yeah. and just mean. I get what they were trying to say with it. It was just like, okay, I get it. The guy. It's like the guy wants to die and they won't let him and they're just mean to him all the time. And uh, and, like and, and he pisses long. himself and it's just it's. It's hard to watch, and I get it's hard to watch for a reason. I mean, so is four months, three weeks, and two. I can't say it fast, but but th- it's just 
I don't know. It's great. Um, no, I'm not. I'm not a film critic. It was good. <laughs> okay, now t- Tyler, tell you. Let's Hungarian. hear about this Hungarian okay. guy. So, uh, David and I. This was. Uh, this must have been. Two th- oh, it was two thousand two. It was no, it was two thousand. It was New Year's Eve two thousand one. New Year's Eve two thousand one. Thank you. Um, sorry, I got confused. Because uh, we but, didn't uh, have any friends. But we. Uh, <laughs> so uh, let's see. We were coming back from Christmas break. I was in Springfield, Missouri. David was in uh, St. Louis. So I drove to St. Louis, and then we flew from St. Louis to Chicago. And then, so I was tired because I had dr- I had driven three hours, and then we flew. And it was after the holidays, and I'm freaking tired. David says, hey, let's go see this movie. I'm like, I don't know. And then you described it, and admittedly, it sounded crazy. And I'm like, (laughs) all right. And so I go see it, and it is a movie that uh, is, I will preface it by saying, it is an amazing movie. In retrospect, I love it, I want to own it, and I want to own the soundtrack. It is amazing. However, it is also, imagine, imagine like a Jim Jarmusch film, on Vicodin, you know what I mean. Like it is, like there are maybe What's Vicodin do for you. I don't know. Oh, it, br- it brings you down. It right? Oh, okay, down. okay, yeah. okay. Um, Sounds really slow. It yeah. is. Thank you. <laughs> well done. Uh, it is very. It's it's very slow. I mean, you know, and it's very silent at times. It's black and white, like and you, you know, I like and it's foreign. I like black and white. I like, oh, I like yeah, this point. It's an amazing movie. But and I was just so mad, and I at, after a certain about halfway through, and it's long. I'm sorry, I forgot about that. About it's three long. Hours, yeah. It's about three hours, and you loved it. Hang on, I okay. love it now. Okay, okay. Uh, sorry, at I didn't the mean time, to kill the about halfway point. through. I'm like, you know what? I am fucking going to sleep. All right, <laughs> I am tired. I am justified in going to sleep. I know I paid money for this, but whatever. I'm going to sleep. But because I'm unable to fall asleep, I can't let my, uh, you know, some, oh, something's being shown on a screen. I can't sleep. Right. Uh, and so then I just sit there being furious. <laughs> I blame the movie for some reason. I'm like, damn you. Why can't you, you let me fall asleep? And so I, so David and I are walking back to the L in Chicago. It's cold. I'm exhausted. I'm just so angry. And David's like, I really liked it. I'm like, I, it sucked. I hated that movie <laughs> um, because I'm just so damn tired. And uh, literally, and probably about a month later, I thought back on the movie. I'm like, that movie was haunting. That was really amazing. And I was, thankfully, I'd gotten some sleep since then. Yeah. So, uh, so highly recommended, Josh. You should see Verkmeister Harmonies. Verkmeister Harmonies. We'll, 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 you don't have to get a pen now. Um, <laughs> right, are we going to keep months, a, three weeks and two days? Yeah. Very suspenseful. And there's some there's some stuff that uh, that seems like you know you could say it's it's this is going on way too long. But I I was very invested in it and um, very I didn't know what was going to happen next. It's not suspenseful like in a murder most foul sort of a way, right. murder most chicken sort of a way. <laughs> but uh, but uh, it it um it, it's suspenseful in a different way, like and. Uh, um, moving on. Okay. <laughs> That's all. All right. Uh, anything else in the Entertainment Weekly we want to talk about? Let's see. <laughs> well, uh, it does. Uh, you know, it does talk about um, Quarter Life. That's a uh, that's a uh, a TV show that was on MySpace and, and it says it's now it's going to NBC. NBC. So what, thanks, what Writer's is, Strike. Thanks, Writer's Strike. Is that what happened? Is that what happened? Yeah, they don't have anything. So. Oh, that, I see. What I, is I, I, what is Quarter Life about? You live in Los Angeles oh. long enough. And you know, you, you then you start to recognize faces like on TV and in magazines, and you're like, oh, that person's sort of on that person on TV now. <laughs> whatever, I, I, used, I run into that person all the time. You talking about John Stewart? Well, yeah. I'll, <laughs> I'll ask this. Who do you recognize that guy? Coffee. Um, 
for it does talk about it, it you know the strike being over and the you know the the shows coming back and all that you know what shows are you guys looking forward to coming back david you've talked about really looking forward to lost well lost is coming back, back now yeah and uh yeah it's it's what what shows fun. are you have you been missing uh or do you watch a lot of television yeah a guy who watches 400 movies in a year yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> tv i still i'm uh yeah i uh you know i don't watch tv i don't uh <laughs> No, I, I, uh, I, I, I just, I'm waiting for, I'm, I can't wait for Arrested Development to come back. That is just so <laughs> funny. That show is so funny, and I just think it's underrated, and I can't wait for the next season. So whenever I'm, they bring that back. Yeah, I'm waiting for All in the Family myself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Carol O'Connor so damn stubborn. So here's a big uh, stupid I signed that petition to keep All in the Family uh, <laughs> yeah. on. Yeah, oh, good. The online the, petition. Yeah. Here's a big stupid picture of Dave Eggers on page 98. Dave Eggers, Eggers. Uh, can go fuck himself is the official position of Battleship Pretension. Hang Why? on now. Hang on. I don't know who this is. Don't speak <laughs> no, for that's me. that's going to piss off a lot of people, and I don't actually entirely feel that way. But he wrote uh, a stupid book that got a lot of... Uh, what was it called? It was called A Heartbreaking Stick. Work of Staggering Genius. Oh, yes. Okay. Uh, but then he also founded a literary magazine called McSweeney's. Which is pretty cool. So I thought you liked heartbreaking work no. of staggering genius. Who am I? I believe he uh, wrote the Where the Wild Things Are. The Spike Jones is directing. I read that somewhere. Oh, that's a hmm. shame. Um, <laughs> I don't have an opinion either way. When I, I worked. Uh, this is uh, almost two years ago now. When I worked on the uh, Paramount lot, they were doing some sort of tests with uh, like the big suits for Where the Wild Things Are. Oh, cool! And I walked, and they had the big bay doors open in the in the in the studio, and I and I and I walked past, and there was just this empty, <laughs> huge like wild thing suit like hanging from the rafters <laughs> as if it had hung itself. Uh, it, it was just funny like, I, to me. I just don't feel like being it's wild like, anymore. There goes my childhood. <laughs> <laughs> it was Randy Quaid making a funny expression. What? Randy Quaid? No, no, no. That's just a picture of Randy Quaid. Oh, right. <laughs> like, um, why, why is Randy Quaid? I like that we're getting some... Randy, Randy Quaid's getting some page time. <laughs> that's, that's true. Jared from Subway is way at the back here. Um, what's, he, what's he in ne- coming out next? Uh, milk. He's coming out in Milk. Oh. He's shilling for <laughs> so Milk. So is this, um, this gentleman... Milk and Subway. Young Han, who works at um, Starbucks, is also in a Got Milk ad campaign. You know, I don't think I don't think they've run out of celebrities yet. I don't think they have to go to, you know, average <laughs> Joe's anymore. Yeah. What's I the mean, last movie you guys watched in general? What you you guys watch a movie this week or any? Uh, last one I saw was not uh, in the theater or at home either. Either or. The last new one that I saw was Assassination of Jesse James, which I thought oh, right, was amazing. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, for Valentine's Day, my wife got me a whole bunch of movies, and so uh, last night we watched uh, Breach. Which is a which good. is a movie that is really great, Chris. I don't know if you like uh, Chris Cooper. I can't think of oh, yeah, any reason why somebody wouldn't like him. <laughs> he's a but, great character. Uh, he's a, he's amazing. It's an amazing. It's from the same guy that wrote and directed uh, Shattered Glass. If you saw oh, okay. that, okay, I didn't and, see uh, it. But, yeah, and oh, Breach really is really quite good. Not as good as Shattered Glass. You, good, not yeah. as good. Yes. The last thing uh, I haven't watched anything at home in a while. I've been busy. I saw Charlie Wilson's War at a second run theater like a week ago, and that was oh. the last thing that I. And saw. you loved it. Yeah, although I recently rewatched uh, Red Rock West. I hadn't seen that in a long time. That's a great movie. That's a great one. You ever seen that one, Josh? Uh, with Nicolas Cage? Yeah. Sort of, but don't remember it, so don't have anything to say about it. What about you? What's the last one you saw in the theater or otherwise? In the theater? Oh, see, good thing I got my list here. Uh, oh, you know what? Let me say, I, I didn't think Cassandra's Dream was as bad as everyone said it was. 
the Woody Allen movie? The Woody Allen movie. Um, and uh, um, it wasn't great. And, and Ewan McGregor's character is a little kind of like cliche uh, guy with no conscience. But yeah. aside from those things, it's well made. And there's some genuinely suspenseful parts. Okay. And I, I watched a movie. The last movie I saw in the theater was... Uh, as a joke, I had to say in defense, all <laughs> a bunch of comedian friends and I went to see Meet the Spartans. Oh my gosh. So, that must have been fun. So, how, how yeah, was it? so that happened. So I guess there's not really, you know, it's like it's not really anything I can say about that. Well, here's the thing, like and this is we've we've spent time flipping through Entertainment Weekly. Entertainment Weekly gave it, I believe, a C+. Why? I don't know. Everything else I've read is the most says it's the most abysmal thing. And I was able to. I never. I. I don't turn off movies. I almost. It's like I don't want to waste time talking about it. Oh, okay. It's like that's the way well, I feel about we've it. We've actually like, wasted quite a bit of time, so maybe we should. Uh, well, real wrap quick, up. let me say I watched a documentary last night called Frank and Cindy. Okay. Which was really entertaining about like this guy. He, he, his mom married this like one hit wonder rocker from the eighties, and um, and then he went on to nowhere, and he he went on to do nothing, and it's just about um. His mom and the guy, and it's really entertaining and funny and personal. I feel like I saw that like on HBO or something. Really? It, it just came out like a year or so ago, but I, I thought it was really entertaining. And I put it on the store when I was closing up last night for a second, and I sat with uh, my coworker after closing, after it was really busy, and we just watched the whole thing, and it was really, it was really good. Is there a part where she like uh, he takes her like out to a park or to a cemetery, and she like breaks down, like she wasn't. She was on drugs or something. When yeah, he was when young. they got in a car accident. Yeah, yeah that's okay. the one. Yeah, Did I you see that? that? I think I saw it on HBO. Yeah, yeah, I liked it. I liked it too. I thought it was really good. All right. Well, that was uh, this has been fun. Have you had fun, Josh? I had a great time. All right. Okay. Well, uh, we've gone a little long. So now, do you yeah. have a website or something yeah. that people can uh, find you and find yeah, your stuff? Yeah. I got a website with not much on it. Okay. I got, got a, a blog. Page. I got a MySpace page where we can be MySpace friends. <laughs> MySpace.com slash Josh Fatum. I got a blog that I haven't uh, written anything on. Where I just wrote movies, the reviews of movies I watched uh, in a humorous way, uh, <laughs> which I haven't updated since last year. And I have, uh, uh, if you do a, a, a YouTube search for my name, you can find some videos that I'm in that are funny. And you can come to my comedy show every Sunday at uh, Acid the, Josh Fadum's Acid Reflux Hour at the Ramada Inn. And, On Vermont. Mm-hmm. I recommend a video called Hey Grandpa. I, I watched that today and I found it hilarious. Thank you. So, and you're also in some stuff on ucbcomedy.com. Yeah, that's true too. So, all right, uh, this has been fun. Yeah, thanks for being on the show. Thank you for having me. Thanks for listening, listeners. Bye. Bye.